bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. I'm your host Raven and it's Bravo Day, my favorite day. Um, so we're going to talk about Potomac and Below Deck, but before we get into that, um, there is a bit of Bravo news. So the Real Housewives of Dallas trailer was just released and it was fine. Um, <laughs> the only thing that excited me was the new housewife, Tiffany Mood. She looks like a good time and a good housewife from, from what I can see in the trailer. Um, but honestly, I don't really have any other thoughts on it because it was just like, meh, you know? So anyway, the season premiere is January 5th. I will be tuned in and if it's, you know, if it's good, then I'll talk about it. If it's not, then I won't. So that's that. Um, did y'all see this news about Faith uh, from Vanderpump Rules? Okay, so I saw a headline from Page Six, a very reliable source, <laughs> and it said something like, Faith Stowers getting her own reality TV show to take revenge on her former castmates. It was like super dramatic. And I was like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Like, how is having a show going to help her get revenge? I don't understand. So then later, Page Six released another article being like, oh, no, that's our bad. She's actually producing her own reality show along with Maria Menounos and her husband. And the show is going to be about a uh, black owned business and that's really all the information that was given. So I'd love to know more about that. And I, of course, will support it. But you know what? Even if it was like her own like weird show to like get revenge on her former castmates, like I'd be into it because fuck most of the Vanderpump Rules cast, honestly. Not all of them, but most of them. Also, I recently learned that Faith was on the challenge and Are You the One on MTV. So I guess she's like an MTV girl now. I don't know. Maybe her show will be on there. We'll see. Good for her. All right. And so the last thing is uh, Candace has just purchased a home with her husband and there's a lot of drama around it. Okay. So they bought their new house. Congratulations to them. Apparently, Candace posted a picture of her and Chris standing outside of the house with like the sold sign. And then I guess there was also a sign that showed the realtor's name. And Candace had been talking about like what area the house was in and stuff like that, too. So, you know, the Internet took that information and did what it does. So people found her address and, you know, they were posting it, which is not cool, even if it is Candace. Like, you know, I can't stand her, but like, you don't want that information out there. So then Candace had her lawyer like sliding into people's DMs, threatening to sue them and shit. Like even even people who weren't posting her address, they were literally just posting the exact same shit that she posted. <laughs> so I'm not even sure like what could be done there, but like, okay, Candace, please be more careful about like posting sensitive information like that because I mean, you see what can happen. Like, come on. Ugh. Okay, so while we're on the subject, we might as well just get into Potomac. All right. So Karen gets a knock at her door and it's Steven, the wig doctor. <laughs> and he shows up with an armful of wigs and I was so confused. But then I remembered her wig line and her like wig shift event that was coming up. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's making more sense now. And I screamed <laughs> at the fact 
that the editors made it a point to show us what her wigs looked like before and after Stephen came into her life. And the difference was huge. And I mean, we've all noticed it and talked about it, but we didn't know who was responsible for the change. So excellent work, Stephen. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Giselle, on the other hand, is not doing a great job. And she is a hater and she's hating on Karen's wig line and everything that she does as usual. And it's like, honestly, Giselle, worry about every hue beauty and how that failed. Leave Karen the fuck alone. Go away. So then Ashley and Monique are meeting for lunch and Monique looks beautiful. And I am so happy to see her. And Ashley compliments her, you know, as well. And Monique's like, yeah, I look so good because I haven't been around these other women. And like, you know what? I've heard that staying away from negative ass bitches is good for your skin. And she proved that it's true because she looks beautiful. So anyway, Monique is like, why didn't you come to Chase's birthday party? And Ashley was like, you know, because Michael's up to his old tricks and we just weren't in a good place at the time. And I'm like, shocker. Okay, so then Karen's wig shift party uh, comes up and Monique says that she told Karen that she could come, but she's going to come early because she don't want no problems. And, you know, she because she knew that Candace would most likely be there. And Ashley was like, wait, what? Karen said you weren't invited. And Monique was like, what? <laughs> she's been asking me about it a lot. So then Ashley is like, mm, it sounds like she's trying to set everybody up. So let's just get her on the phone and clear this up right now. <laughs> and this is one of the things about Ashley that makes her a wonderful housewife. Like she is with the shits and will call it out immediately, like anytime, any day, anyway. And it's amazing. So she calls Karen up and she's like, Karen, um, when you brought up your wig party in Portugal, what did you say about Monique coming to the party? And Karen was like, oh, I said Monique wasn't coming because she didn't feel comfortable. And Ashley, <laughs> and Ashley and the rest of us were like, no, no, no. You said Monique wasn't invited. And Karen was like, nope, didn't say it like that. Don't remember that. Nope, don't twist my words. And Ashley was like, okay, whatever, girl, bye. And hung up and that was the end of that but it's like of course that's not really going to be the end of that it's going to come back up so then uh we see robin and juan house hunting for you know houses that they can't afford and it's like whatever that's it <laughs> there's there's literally nothing else to it so then we see giselle going out to dinner with her girls um because it's grace's 15th birthday and Giselle is talking to them and she's like, y'all, your dad's coming in town for the holidays. And the girls are like, why? Like, what are we going to do? And it's like, she just said for the holidays, girls, you know how bad that is when you tell your kids that their dad's coming in town for the holidays and they're like, ew, like, why? What are we supposed to do with him? Like, Jesus. So she's like, well, we're going to do a family photo shoot and he's going to be here for like a week. And they're like, a week? <laughs> like seven days? <laughs> what the fuck? And they are visibly annoyed. And Giselle goes on to say, you know, he's going to be staying at the house. And like, is that cool with y'all? And they were like, I mean, we have no choice. <laughs> it's like, so obviously it's not cool. And she don't care, you know, because it's like if she paid any attention at all, she, I mean, she would know that they were going to respond like that. Like, I think we all knew it. So she just glosses over them not being cool with the fact that he's going to be here for a week and staying at their house. And she's like, so 
um, would y'all want to live in Atlanta? And they're like, no, absolutely not. Maryland is home. We like it here. Like, fuck Atlanta. And Giselle was like, well, I'm going to keep seeing your dad. So, yeah. And Grace was like, okay, it's my birthday and I'm actually not trying to talk about this today because I'm trying to be in a good mood and, like, have a good time. Thanks, Mom. So that was the end of that. Now, this next thing that happened was a bit disturbing and it has nothing to do with the fact that it's Karen and everything to do with the fact that Ray is involved. Um, so Karen is setting up a very Tamara and Eddie like scene here with the the bathtub and the rose petals and the champagne and all that. And it's like, okay, great, but like I don't want to see this. So Ray gets home and he's supposed to follow the rose petals to get to where Karen is. But because he's old, like it's taking him a long time to get to her, you know, because he's moving slowly. So she starts off by calling him in like a sexy voice, right? She's like, Ray, Raymond. And he's taking so long that she starts getting impatient. And she's like, Ray, Raymond, Raymond. Where are you at? (laughs) He finally gets up there. And it's just very awkward. And I didn't like it at all. But Karen says, you know, this is all a part of her master plan to make Ray feel special and like rekindle things between them. And that, you know, she's even considering opening up some holes that have been closed. So, I mean, I guess her booty hole and her mouth are coming out of retirement. So (laughs) congratulations to you, Ray. Um, Enjoy that. So then we get to Wendy and she's having like a little family hayride moment and she's got her mom there too. And she's finally going to have this conversation with her about, you know, not wanting to be a professor anymore. And she's been super nervous about this because she knows that her mom is not trying to hear this. So she tells her mom, she's like, listen, I don't want to be a professor anymore. And her mom was like, LOL, like very funny, Wendy. That was a good joke. And Wendy was like, no, I love doing political commentary. And her mom was like, absolutely not. Me and the entire Nigerian community are so proud of you for teaching and you just need to keep doing that. And then she was like, you know what? Actually, I'm about to get mad because you could only achieve that stuff because of me. And now that I think about it, you should actually be thanking me. She was like, you know what? You're a spoiled brat. And Wendy was just like, what? (laughs) What the fuck is happening? What? And she's like, listen, I literally did all of this stuff for you. The degrees and all of that was not because I wanted to do it. I did it for you so that you could have these trophies, basically. And then her mom was like, okay, okay. Because Wendy was getting all upset. She was like, okay, okay. You're a good daughter, you're a good mother, you're a good wife, and I'm proud of you, and you'll be great at whatever you do. And I was like, oh, so sweet. That's literally all any of us want. (laughs) Like, we just want our parents to be proud of us and to tell us that. So, you know what? Then I thought this whole conversation with her mom makes Wendy, like, throwing her degrees around all the time make more sense. Like, she needs validation, but she wasn't getting it from the one person she needed it from, which was her mom. So, like, hopefully she will stop throwing her degrees around all the time, but, like, I doubt it. (laughs) But let's just see. So then uh, we get to Giselle and the family photo shoot thing. And guess what? Jamal was not able to make it because his flight was delayed. And I was like, was it delayed though? Like, I don't know. I just feel like everything with him is a lie. Like it probably was delayed, but I'm just like, 
I feel like he would go to like very extreme lengths to like lie and just like, you know, be deceitful. So he's not there, but you know, the show must go on and it does because he lives in the phone. So everyone is used to this and they just do the photo shoot without them. And honestly, the, I feel like the girls are fine with this. (laughs) I don't feel, I feel like they don't care. They're saying that they do, but I'm like, is it, mm, do you, (laughs) I don't know. So then um, we get a family dinner with Ashley and it's her, Michael, her mom and Uncle Lump. And this is basically just so Uncle Lump can confront Michael about being a shithead. So he starts in on him. I mean, right after they take the first bite of food, he's like, I'm not wasting time. Like, let's just get straight to it. And, you know, then Michael gives like a disingenuous apology and like, whatever, I don't care about their marriage. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say about that. Now it's time for the main event, the wig shift event. So Monique shows up early, like before the official start of the event, like she said she was going to do so that she could support Karen. And then Candace starts texting Karen saying that she's on the way and she'll be there soon. So then Karen starts rushing Monique out. So, you know, Monique gets up and she heads to the door and she's like, oh, shit, I didn't text my driver and tell him that I was ready. So now she has to wait and text him and wait until he gets there. So this, <laughs> the, the look on Karen's face during this time is priceless. She's like, get out now. <laughs> like she she's literally acting like she's about to get caught, like trying to sneak her boyfriend out of her parents' house or something. It's hilarious. Like she is stressed. So they try and make it seem like Candace is about to walk in while Monique is still there, but it's just some random woman we don't know. And I was like, okay, Bravo, you actually did get me that time. So like, (laughs) good. (laughs) That was good. You got me. Now at this point, I'm thinking, okay, if Monique left without anyone seeing why does everyone get mad at Karen later on you know because that's what they had been showing us like in the preview so I'm like what's the issue but we'll see so now the rest of the ladies show up except for Giselle and she is not coming because she doesn't like Steven because apparently he talks about how she can't dress and is jealous of Monique on social media like a lot of us do so she's like I'm not coming to that shit And it's like, good, you don't need to be here anyways. You don't even support Karen. You're like making fun of her shit anyways. Like, stay gone. So then Ray shows up and everyone is making a big deal out of it. Like, bitch, he better show up and support me. He is my husband. And I just opened up some holes that have been closed for years for him. And we've been like going to some not therapy therapy sessions. Like, his ass better be there. So then the girls start trying on wigs and that's cute or whatever. And then Messy Ashley gives Karen a gift. And I don't know, it's like some Pepto-Bismol or something. I don't know. She's like, <laughs> she's like, this is for your stomach because you wouldn't drink in Portugal. But Monique said that you drink at her kids parties. So what's up with that? Hmm? What, what was that about? And she's like, well, I mean, I had the ulcer flare up. But if I say I'm not drinking, y'all should accept that and move on. And I agree. Like, that's that's just annoying. You know, when you're like, eh, no, I'm not going to drink today. And people are like all up in arms about it. Like, what? You're not drinking. Why not? Drink this. Drink that. And it's like, no, chill. It's not that deep. Like, leave me alone and let's just like carry on about our day. Okay. 
So Karen was like, yeah, I mean, it felt like y'all were trying to set me up or something. And Robin was like, how, how were we trying to set you up? How could we have been trying to set you up? Like, are you sure you weren't just scared of what you might say when you were drinking? Because like you said some things before when you were drinking that you regret. And then Karen is like, no, but you should be concerned about what Juan says when he's drunk. Whoa. (laughs) And then Ray was like, okay, I'm out of here and scurries away. But like, wait a minute, what is Juan doing when he's drunk? Like, just like regular old cheating on Robin or like what? Because like, it's not new information that he is a cheater. So I like, Karen, please spill the tea. Please let it happen. Let's do it at the reunion. That'll be nice. I'd like to see it there. (laughs) So then Ashley tells everyone that Monique was at the party earlier. And as they're getting riled up about this, Karen walks over. And she's all excited. And she's like, oh, my God, y'all, I forgot to show you the packaging for my wigs. Here it is. <laughs> she, it was so cute. She really was very excited. And everyone's like, yeah, we don't care. And rude ass Wendy is like, OK, but we're actually not talking about that right now. And Karen was like, oh, yes, we are, because it's my party. <laughs> so whatever I'm talking about is what we're talking about. So then Ashley proceeds with her mess and she says that Monique told her she was there and that she offered to help set up and Karen was like, correct. Meanwhile, Wendy and Candace appear to be having seizures or something like upon hearing this information. And I'm not sure why, because Monique isn't there at the moment. So just calm the fuck down. Like you didn't see her at all. You had no idea until right now. So Karen's like, yeah, Monique is my friend and she's always welcome anywhere. And they're like, oh, so why isn't she here now? And Karen was like, because you hoes would have been uncomfortable with that. And I care about y'all. So receive that. Also, me and Ray are going to dinner. Goodbye. And she leaves her own event. (laughs) And it's hilarious. And Wendy's like, how are you going to leave your event? We're still here. We still got wigs on and shit. And Karen was like, the bill's paid already. Bye. (laughs) Karen was like... (laughs) I'm not here for this gangbanging moment, so I'm out. And she's she's gone. Now, what's interesting is the fact that Candace said that Karen asked her to come early. And, you know, Monique was also there early, but Candace ended up being late. So the ladies are talking about this, and Candace is like, well, there has to be an explanation for this. And Ashley is like, well, I think you should know this. And I swear I had the same reaction as every, like all the other ladies when she said this. I was like, Jesus, there's more like what now? What is it now, Ashley? And then I was like, is Ashley like the bone collector of Potomac? You know, like Sheree was in Atlanta. Like she just has all the tea all the time <laughs> and she will spill it every time. It's incredible. So she says that Monique didn't know that Candace was supposed to be coming early and that Karen made it very clear to Monique that she should come and stand her ground and tell her own side of the story because everyone else is telling it for her. And listen, I actually believe that Karen said this, but I don't think Karen was being malicious with it. I think she was probably like, you know what? There hasn't been a chance for Monique to really speak since the whole lawsuit thing happened. And no one else is going to invite her to anything clearly. So I'll be the one to do it. And then I can give her a chance to speak her piece. Now, do I think this is a good idea? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. It's a horrible idea. Look at how mad they're getting at just, 
hearing that she was in the same building as well they weren't even there at the same time but they're they're so fucking pissed about it so you know of course these women think that this shows that Karen cares more about Monique's status in the group than she cares about Candace's feelings. And I mean, I just completely disagree with that. And I'm sick of hearing it, but I know that's it's just like a fucking broken record with them. They want Karen to be all in with Candace. And if she's not all in with Candace and having like a fuck Monique attitude, then she's going against Candace and she doesn't care about her. And it's like, oh my God, y'all, you just, seriously, come on. That's not what it is. And so that was it. And next week is the finale. It's all about to be over. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. You know, I love these women, but I really am so sick of hearing about this whole Candace versus Monique thing. And I think maybe if it wasn't for all of the like social media stuff going along with it, mostly Candace, um, maybe I wouldn't feel that way. But who knows? Who knows? The finale looks like it's going to be a shit show, so I am excited to see that. Apparently, Monique is bringing a binder to (laughs) to the reunion, so that's going to be great to see. So yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm also ready to talk about Below Deck, so let's get into that. All right, so Shane is sleeping. Remember, he's taking his little nappy nap, and... Eddie is like, oh, I got something for his ass when he wakes up. Don't even worry about it. And so he's telling James about this. And James is like, yeah, I mean, he said he was sleepy as if that made it okay. Like if that like that was a good reason for him to go take a nap at that time. And Eddie was like, um, okay, so just so you don't get it twisted either, this is absolutely not okay. And if Captain Lee saw him, woo, it would be a wrap. So know that. So when Shane wakes up, um, Eddie makes him like get into the water and clean off the bottom of the boat. And it looks disgusting. So (laughs) I guess that's why it's his punishment. Also, it blows my mind because they literally have to scrub every inch of this boat. And I had no idea that's something that had to be done. Like cleaning the part of the boat that's in the water. Who knew? I don't know. Maybe a lot of people know. I have zero boat knowledge. (laughs) Except for what I see on the show, okay? I know how to throw a heaving line, so there's that. (laughs) So then Izzy warns Shane that he, like, really needs to get his shit together or else it's going to be his ass. And he's like, okay, thanks. I'm going to go ask Eddie what he needs help with right now. So he goes to Eddie and he's like, hey, what can I help you with? And Eddie's like, um, nothing now. You should have asked me this earlier instead of taking a nap. And then Shane just scurries away. Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like, it's too late. It's too late. So Captain Lee's wife sends him the cutest old photo of them together on a yacht. And he is like so touched by this. He has to go share it. So he shows it to Elizabeth and Rachel. And it's adorable. And I just love how obsessed Captain Lee is with his wife. It's just like the sweetest thing. That is goals, people. All right, then um, Francesca is having a stew meeting with the girls and she's just telling them that they need to step it up and do better this time around. And Elizabeth, for some reason, feels like Francesca is personally attacking her just because she's telling her that things need to be organized, which they do. And she knows she's messy. She even admitted it when the producers asked her. So I'm just like, okay, 
this is this when she's going to start calling Francesca a bitch and like having an issue with her because Francesca is simply asking her to do her job. Like, okay, here we go. It was only a matter of time. This always happens, right? And it's just annoying because Francesca is being very nice about all of this. Like she's literally given her several tasks to do and Elizabeth just blows them off and, you know, it ends up making more work for everyone else. So the fact that Francesca hasn't lost it on her yet is amazing because other chief stews would have. So there's that. So now Shane is determined to do a better job on this charter, but I'm having serious doubts about this. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just have no faith in him. Sorry, Shane. I just feel like he's all talk, but when it's time to walk the walk, it'll just be like taking a nap or like doing yoga or something. You know, it's like when people get in trouble at work or or even kids, they get in trouble and they're like, oh no, no. Like, oh my God, I'm going to do better. I'm not going to get in trouble again. Like this will never happen again. And then the time comes for them to make the change. And no, there's no changes have been made. There's doing the same exact shit over again. It's like, okay, well, it sounded nice when you said it, didn't it? Okay. So then the guests arrive and they seem like they might be annoying. But then I'm like, Raven, chill. Like, honestly, it's too soon to tell. It's just that most people and things annoy me and I can't help it. I can't help it. I don't know why I am this way, but I am and I'm working on it. Okay. But my suspicions were correct. The primary, the primary guy is super obnoxious. He keeps asking for something every single time one of the girls walks outside and he does this thing that bugs the shit out of me. And it's when someone else like needs something And instead of allowing that adult person to ask for whatever it is they need on their own, he's like, hey, can she get this? Can she get that? And I'm like, can she speak for herself? I'm pretty sure I heard her do it earlier. So can you shut up, please? Thank you. Oh, so annoying. So now it's lunchtime and Rachel prepares this yummy looking meal with couscous and crab But the way that she arranges it on the plate is very strange. It's like in the shape of a crescent moon. So there's this giant empty spot on the plate (laughs) and it looks like something is missing. You know, it looks like she just wasn't done plating it yet. And it's like missing a piece of meat or some vegetables or like something. So when the guests get their food, they're like, okay, is this it? (laughs) And Rachel's like, yeah, that's it. That's just how it looks. So then they eat it. And for some reason, they are convinced that it's fake crab that they're eating. And Rachel is like, absolutely not. Like, this is a super yacht. That is the most expensive crab you can get. So I I just wonder what's making them think that. It's odd. So then um, Francesca asks Elizabeth to set up for dinner. And, you know, she's telling her to make sure that she has all these different wine glasses. And Elizabeth rolls her eyes. And she's like, ugh. I'm just getting so much negative energy from her. Bitch, how? She's being perfectly nice and telling you what to do because it's her job to do so. And she's giving you direction. Like she knows that you're not going to take the initiative and get it done on your own because you've been given the chance to do so and you failed at it. So yeah, she's giving you directions and you just need to follow them. And she's not even like being rude about it. How the fuck is that negative energy? I can't. Captain, Captain Raven, get this bitch a plane ticket home. This is enough. She needs to get the fuck out of here. Enough. So now it's time for dinner. 
And the primary has to leave after the first course because he is so drunk. (laughs) He's so drunk. So he has to go to bed. So he misses the whole meal, which was really good. And everyone really enjoyed it. So Rachel is annoyed because he asked for, you know, all of this stuff. But I'm happy that he put himself to bed because he could have stayed there and been obnoxious. And no one wants that because we have seen that countless times. So then we get Shane talking about how he's a perfectionist. And I was like, what? Do you know what a perfectionist is? I'm feeling like you don't because I've seen no evidence of you being a perfectionist. But fine, we'll we'll go with this. So, you know, he says that he's having a hard time being on the boat and not doing a good job. And I'm just thinking, like, like, are you trying your hardest, though? Because it just doesn't look like that, babe. And like, that's the biggest thing. Like, we have yet to see you working hard. So like hearing all of this is difficult for me. (laughs) So then after dinner, I guess Shane is supposed to like shut down the deck And, you know, so clean everything, cover everything, put the shit away. So he did all of that. And we see him doing his little tasks, but he left the boat's garage door open. And I was like, I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it. So he left that open and I know it's supposed to be closed because all the water toys and all the other shit is in there. So he just made it easy for people to come steal their shit if they wanted to. And we know the pirates are out there waiting to steal your shit. Just ask Captain Sandy, okay? So the next morning, Eddie wakes up and he sees that the last door, that's what it's called, (laughs) has been left open and he's pissed. But luckily, nothing's been stolen. Everything's still there. And this, this isn't important at all. But when Eddie was talking to Shane about the last being left open, he also called it the garage door. And it made me feel less dumb because... (laughs) That's what I had typed in my notes. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I don't know anything about boats. So the fact that the bosun called it the garage door as well made me feel better. <laughs> so anyway, Eddie took it pretty easy on Shane about leaving the garage door open because he's like, you know what? I know if I go too hard on him, his little chakras are going to be all out of whack. <laughs> and we have a lot more work to do today. And I just don't have time to deal with that. So it's his lucky day. Then Shane tells Captain Lee that he left the garage door open. (laughs) Shane, are you trying to get yourself fired? Why are you telling Captain Lee this information? (laughs) What is wrong with you? And Captain Lee is like, oh, he's such a dumbass. And I'm like, yes, he is. (laughs) He is. Bless his heart. Oh, God. So now they're about to have a beach picnic. And I'm like, all right, y'all better do a better job this time because the last beach picnic was a disaster. And because Elizabeth messed up so bad the last time, she is not allowed to be involved in this beach picnic. <laughs> she <laughs> she's on restriction and she has to stay on the boat. So now Rachel is getting frustrated because of the lack of communication between her and Francesca. And I told y'all last week this was going to come back up. Those two are going to have a blowout and I can feel it. And it's going to be Rachel that blows up on Francesca because they're, you know, these communication issues and with the radio and she needs help and Francesca's not helping. It's going to be a whole thing. So anyway, the beach picnic setup goes perfectly and everything is ready on time. The guests do not have to wait. They're not starving. They have a good time and everything is right with the world and it's great. But not for long, because 
<laughs> Rachel is setting up for dinner and there's a caviar emergency and you do not want to have a caviar emergency because the guests specifically requested caviar and she was under the impression that she had it, but now she is realizing that she doesn't. And now she is homicidal. She is literally talking about killing people, uh, dismembering them. And Shane happens to walk by (laughs) and he's like, what's up? And she fully unleashes on him (laughs) and he scurries away. Like, yes, Shane, get out of there, honey. It is not safe. (laughs) And that was it. So we're going to see how this, how all of this plays out next week. And I'm just praying for everyone on that boat (laughs) that she does not murder them and that they can get some caviar because it looks like you know now we're seeing Rachel's crazy chef side coming out we see it with all the other chefs so of course she's gonna have it happen too and I'm happy and excited to see that (laughs) and that's all I have for y'all today So remember to uh, head on over to patreon.com slash bitches better for some fun bonus content. And also remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mainly Bravo. And I'll be back to talk to y'all in a couple of days. Love you. Bye.